Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 141 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. And for those of you who don't know, I am smack dab in the middle of, what am I calling it, blah, I just faced, (laughs) a very witchy vlogmas on YouTube, 25 vlogs in 25 days, and if you want to see me looking like a hot mess and being a total goofball, you might want to check that out, and for those of you who have been following along, thank you so much for the comments and for the videos that you have made, I've been watching You're amazing. It's so fun to get to see you guys, like, in action, hear you talking and see you moving. So that's amazing. And I've always wanted to hear one particular person online talking. (laughs) His name is J.R. Klein. I don't know if you guys know him. We're in a lot of – we have a lot of friends in common on Facebook. So maybe maybe you know who he is. But I think he's something of – a mystery man, as friendly and as outgoing as he is online. There's just something about him that is mysterious to me, and I've always wanted to talk to him. And I finally get to talk to him. Today is the day because J.R. Klein, photographer, wanderer, friend to many, is on the show today. So, yay! Welcome to the show, J.R. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. I have a, always wanted to talk to you as well. You're interesting. And wild and crazy. That's fun. <laughs> How wild and crazy are you? Sometimes you post things that lead me to suggest <laughs> there was a time where you had like a bowl on your head and you've um you have some pretty oh, awesome yeah. jokes, buddy Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, I have I've had bowls on my head and I have uh, had dresses on my body and um I, I like costume dress. I'm, I'm I'm pretty wild and crazy, but I'm so very calm and sedate when the situation arises to be common today, you know. <laughs> I can actually hold a job, which is which is good. Yeah. <laughs> you were them, just telling me you, job. you were actually a professor at one point in your life. Yes. Uh my last and longest career was as a college professor. I taught computer science at a Central Alabama Community College. And I love teaching. I love the students. Uh it's just uh, I was just tired of doing it, and my children were grown, which is why I got the job, and they moved away. So I sold the house, bought a motor home, and drove away. Yeah, and that's, that's what I when now. I've talked. I've talked about that on the show. Like I've used that as an example of creating the kick-ass life of your dreams, because there's just different ways to do that. You know, like I think some people hear that and they think rock star or you know like they just have these huge high flutin ideas but then there's so many people that fantasize about just kind of selling everything and hitting the road i think that's a pretty common i don't know if a lot of people follow through with it but i think it's a common fantasy that a lot of us have 
And when I saw you start to do that, you were selling your stuff, you got a RV, I think you got a Jeep to go with it, and then before mm-hmm. we knew it, you were like posting, I'm in this town now, I'm in this town now. What made you, are you the kind of person that just flies by the seat of your pants and can just do something like that, or did it take a lot of courage? How did that go down? We have to go back a long time before I had children. Uh, back in the Let's day, uh, I was one of the hippies living in a school bus, <laughs> and I lived on the West Coast, and I did that for a few years, and then my daughter was born, and I wanted her to have what I, what people considered a normal opportunity, so we moved back to Alabama and bought a house and got jobs and had careers and raised two children, and then when that was done, like I was saying, I said, well, that's over, retired. Go play. So wow. I actually moved into a, a more comfortable bus is what I've done. Right. With Einstein. I had Einstein for a long time, and Einstein picked to go with John. Uh, oh, so Einstein is a parrot. <laughs> we have to Einstein tell people who Einstein is. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Einstein well, got so really, you have lived- uh, Einstein just fell in love with this man, John, and who's a really great guy, and Went to live with him because we, that is I, hilarious. Christy and I talked it over. We couldn't stand in the bird stand in the bird's way. The bird had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so do you consider? <laughs> Are you a hippie at heart? Like what? I mean, is that was that like I'm a hippie? I'm going to play a professor for the time, and then I'm going to go back to being a hippie. Yeah, I think if you ask them that at the school, that's what they would say. Hmm. I was a hippie who. Uh, Played the role of professor. I'm a good professor. Right. Don't get me wrong. But I, you know, I see a lot of things in life as playing a role. Life is like a dance or a game, and you yeah. play different roles. It doesn't mean it's not who you are or that you're faking. It's just give me a role to play. You know, we'll do it and go on. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of wisdom like that. Um, I think my intrigue, you know about who J.R. Klein is, that whole idea in my head. <laughs> it just kept unfolding mm-hmm. because you have this sort of Zen hermit thing going on. When I talk to you, that's just completely blown out of the water because you're so talkative, um, which I didn't expect. I did not expect that, but you've done that to me many times. Like I just did a lot of things that surprised me. Like you have a altar set up on your RV that in, has a buddy Jesus figurine that I loved so much. I got my own. <laughs> that's, fun. Um, that's fun, isn't it? Oh, it is. So what's your take on that? Like what, I think you have a very eclectic spirituality from what I can see. Is that what's going on? I do. Uh, I've been to, uh, my bachelor's degree is in religion and philosophy. I attended Golden Gate Seminary. I'm a ordained Baptist preacher in, back there in my history of religion and spirituality. Mm. When I was in seminary, my professor told me, if you want to know about God, you need to know about the world because God created the world. And he also introduced me to Buddhism at a Baptist seminary, mind you. And <laughs> well, I kind of started sliding over into being more Buddhist and less, well, I wouldn't say less Christian just more Buddhist, uh, more into Zen. Mm-hmm. And Zen Zen is a good way to stay in the present moment. And that's the yes. only one we have, really. So I might as well try to pay attention to it. Right. 
I feel all of that. Is there any pagan anything going on, or is that you just because you hang around with so many pagans online? I've always wondered that too. Not really. Uh, I'm not against it or for it. Just like Christianity, I'm not really. I don't promote it mm-hmm. or fight against it. You know, I mean, take your path, and I'll be supportive for you. Yeah. We, we get we get there, you know, when we get there, <laughs> however we get there. But well, that's I, I do a very zen in, uh, thing to say. <laughs> I like the, I like the the holidays. You know, like the winter yeah. solstice. That's awesome to mm-hmm. me. Because that's when the days start getting longer. So I would I would I do celebrate some pagan holidays, just because they're awesome. Yeah, I feel similarly. I definitely had a big long Buddhist. I think I'm more intellectual about religion. Like I enjoy learning about them, and then if something sparks, you know. A feeling in me, I might adapt it, and <laughs> it becomes like a part of my weird mishmash of spirituality. But I love to study a religion for a period of time and get into it like that. So I definitely, a lot of the things you post, I notice a lot of pagans are into Buddhism as well. I think there is some crossover there that's pretty common. Well, it's it's more of a way of training your mind than it is a religious thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't see Buddhism... People practice it as a religion, but I don't see it as a religion. I see it as a a way to stay focused and centered and grounded and not be yeah. letting your mind run you. Right. Well, how do you stay grounded when you're a rolling stone? It's about within, right? <laughs> it's within, yeah. It's got to be within. Yeah. But you're grounded in spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and earth. I mean, earth is here. I'm, I'm, I'm not the... That's a pagan thing for you. Earth, I gotta stand outside in the dirt, you know, with my bare feet to get mm-hmm. grounded. Yeah, you take a lot of great. You're a photographer. Let's put that out there right now. An amazing yeah. photographer, yeah. and you take a lot of nature shots. You say you like to photograph people, but you also take a lot of. I don't know what to call them. They're like still life. You know, it'll be the inside of a restaurant or a statue or just a really cool piece of machinery sitting on the ground and you have a talent for bringing it to life. Like it feels like it's breathing to me kind of in a way when I look at it. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. I I look for that. You know, I try to look for pictures and see them and I want my pictures to tell a story, not just be Mm -hmm. a photograph. I do post just, you know, snapshots like everybody else, but, uh, I want my pictures to tell a story, and sometimes I get that, and sometimes I don't. But I take pictures of where I am. But see, I'm, I, I purposely go to, to cities to take pictures of people. And that's that's yeah. what I do. One of the things I do. So that's why sometimes you'll see me that I'm in Nashville, or I'm outside of Knoxville. My daughter lives in Knoxville, but that's one of the reasons I go there. Speaking of my daughter, I got to give a shout out to Winnie, my lovely <laughs> granddaughter and artist. She's listening today. <laughs> but uh, oh hi. You know, <laughs> but I like to go to cities and, you know, just sit. I'll go to Nerv- in New Orleans. There's certain spots I know I'll go to them, and I'll hang out there because it's a great place to take pictures mm-hmm. of people walking. You know by. another good place to take pictures of people? Where's that? Los Angeles. I keep trying oh, to get you to come this way. Come this way so we can have lunch sometime. <laughs> my son is there. I'm Look, I'm coming there. Oh, I will I will unfriend you if you don't tell me when you come. <laughs> You'll know it'd be all over the everywhere I am. You'll see, you'll see me easing my way across the country one stop at a time. <laughs> mm. 
You know, one of the most interesting things you did, I'm going to ask you to explain what it is because I'm going to mess it up, I'm sure. But it was a statue, it was a series of statues, I think, of one of the first schools, maybe the first, that had that started integrating the kids. So it was the first African-American yeah. kids going to a white school. And I swear, the statue's beautiful, the sentiment's beautiful, that moment's beautiful, but the way you photographed it was so haunting and moving. It was almost like the little girl statue was about to come to life at any second. It's one of my favorite, favorite photographs that you've ever done. What what was that? Did you go just to check that out, or did it just happen to be where you were? I, was, I went to see my daughter, and I was driving down the, down the road, and it said Green McAdoo, I think that's the name of it, Green McAdoo Museum. And I saw that sign four or five times while I was hanging around that part of the world. And finally I went, I've got to go see what a green McAdoo is, because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and I got there, and it was this uh, schoolhouse. It was, the, it was the original black segregated school. <clears throat> That's where the museum is. So I went to the museum, and they had the statues of the, I forget, maybe, I'm going to say 13. I forget how many it was. But 13 students, they were the first ones to integrate the local white school. Wow. And, of course, it was a big deal, and in, inside is the story of the big deal, you know, and how hard it was for them. Sure. And what amazed me about it is I lived in the South all my life, and I'd never heard of these people. I mean, I've heard of a lot of other people, other schools, but not these people. And I was wondering, how did I miss those? You know, how did those not make the, the media as big as everything else did? Yeah. But one of their... Well, that's the I beauty of his, photography and the Internet, you know, because some yeah. random girl out in... Los Angeles saw it and was moved by it, you know, and you linked to the mm-hmm. site, so I got to click on the site and read about it. Oh, yeah, it's a great country, you know. We, you know, I, I try to link back so people can understand some of the stuff that went on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we, live in, we live in an amazing country. Yeah, lots of history. I think there's a lot of shame. I think we don't like to explore all that sometimes because – you know, people are ashamed of some of that history, too. And it's complicated, oh, yeah. I think. It is. And, and there's a lot of resentment uh, that flares up the Confederate flag thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big deal. And it's still a big deal. It's still having repercussions from, from that shooting uh, in the church and the Confederate flag and removing Confederate monuments. And both sides in the South are all flamed up about it, you know. Yeah. I remember you were staying, you stay at different mobile home parks, or are they called, yeah. they're not mobile home parks, is that what they're called? RV parks. RV parks. RV parks. Yep. And somebody, <laughs> you had just arrived and you're like, I forget, I feel like there was like an African American family on one side of you and a Confederate flag hanging on the, no, the yeah, other side of you or something like that. Right in front of me, there's this, this Confederate flag flying. <laughs> and later that day, right wow. next door to them was a was was a African American family in their motorhome. I'm going like, how crazy is this? <laughs> it is. It is. What is? What are some of the most interesting things that you've seen since this is not an old journey? You started this journey. Was it a year ago? About a year ago. It's been longer. I've been doing this for okay. a year, just a year, and mm-hmm. a year this month. And I took the first oh. year was to stay, and I stayed really around in my part of the world where I meet people. Because I, you know, have to see how I am at it, and do I want to keep doing it? And I do, I like it, and I'm gonna keep doing it. And checking out the motorhome, make sure it's all right, and where I can yeah. get help fairly easily. And so it's worked out really well, and I'll, I will continue on. 
Some of those interesting things were were some of the places I had to get to. I was trying to go to Floating Mill Campground, and I actually blocked three roads with my motorhome because I was not going to go down this little narrow road without somebody telling me it was okay. Mm -hmm. And the first pickup truck went in the ditch and got around me. The second pickup truck, I got out and blocked their way. And it was two teenagers, a boy and a girl. And I said, he cracked the window like a half an inch and said, can I help you? And I said, is there a campground down there? And he rolled his window down and said, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> but I, I thought, even if the police come, I will get help. I can find out if it's okay. If you drive this big bus down somewhere and you can't turn around, you're messed up big time. Yeah. But, but that's what I've, one of the things I have learned is to be very careful about the roads I travel. Yep. And because that gets to be real adventure real quick on the road with a big, big vehicle. Uh, but I've not had any yeah. bad experience with two people. People have always been kind. Um, even And truck drivers have been very helpful. And ask them for advice on how to handle a big vehicle on the road. Very helpful. Uh, they call me trailer trash, but they're very nice to me anyway. <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was really funny. I looked up and they said, trailer trash, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. You're anything but. He, he was but. laughing. Yeah. Oh my God, oh, that is so. Oh, I'm echoing back at myself. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I often say, I think my son has taught me this. Like moving through the world with a person with autism, he acts different. You know, we draw attention mm-hmm. when we go places, and I've sure. just noticed people are more good than not. Well, people are kind. Yeah. More people are kind than not, and um, it, it's what you focus on. But really, when you move through the world under unusual circumstances, it gives you the opportunity mm-hmm. to see that. So I'm happy right. to if hear you If you can be open. That. Yeah, if you can yeah. be open. You know, like, that's one of the things I've taught my children, is open eyes, open ears, open mind, open heart. If you can be open, the world is a lot friendlier than if you walk through it afraid. Yeah. And if you walk it's through like it, it reflects yourself with, back at you, you know, and fear meets fear. That, I think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... That must be totally wrong. I have been many times. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, not me. I, I'm pretty much 100% correct about everything all the time. There you go. There you go. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the answers. That's why I have a radio show, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I, here's a tidbit for you that not many people know. I used to have a gospel radio show. Oh, wow. Something about that yeah, does back not in surprise me. It was wow. great fun, man. I used to make fun of myself. I would go around and say, put your hand on the radio for a donation <laughs> of only $25. I will send you an actual piece, splinter from the cross of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was fun times. <laughs> I did a serious radio show, but I made fun of myself off, off the show. Yeah, that's awesome. So do you love Jesus? Because you have, like, Buddy Jesus, for people who don't know, is like a figurine um Oh, my God, Dogma from the movie Dogma, I believe. Dogma, um, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, so you have this interesting relationship with Jesus that I think I relate to, but maybe not. I'll have to hear your take on it. I think Jesus is my friend. Mm. And I think uh, I can talk to Jesus just like I can talk to anybody else. And That's I think cool. that uh, faith, faith, you have faith in the universe, mother, you know, the goddesses, faith helps you get by. Mm-hmm. You believe that it's good. You, you believe it's going to be good. It's going to be more good than bad. 
And yeah. if you can embrace the paradox, there is no bad. The good and the bad are the same if you can embrace that paradox. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what are your fellow, like the Christians, because you're from the South, which is a very right. Christian area, and you can be mm-hmm. a bit irreverent at times. Like, what do they think about you? I'm very you? irreverent, you, yes. Yes. They think I'm irreverent. Oh, that's it? <laughs> they don't give you a hard time think, about it? No, well, they may think they are, but they're not really. You get used mm. to it. If you mm-hmm. come up to me and you are born to be, you, you come from an evangelical background. You yes. want to come up to be evangelical in my face on the street. You want to pray for me. I will stick my hand out and say, praise the Lord, let's pray right here. And I'll pray <laughs> with you. That's fine with me. I need all the prayer I can get. Good vibes. That's good vibes, you know. They're crazy yes. good vibes from some of these people, but they're good vibes. They mean mm-hmm. it good. Unless you get yeah. confrontational, in which case then they become scary. Yeah. But you know, it's, you can just embrace them. I mean, yeah, they they their intentions are good, but their actions aren't always good. Like us all. You know, like us all. Yeah. 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 And, and they react to you how you react to them. If you're hostile, they become more hostile. If you embrace them and love them, and say it in words they can understand. They're fine. Mm. You know, if I want to say to them, I believe in the goddess and you're wrong, well, then I've got a confrontation. But if right. I can say, you know, we believe in God, we can meet here and have this experience together and go on with our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think I can God see you, and the you love and, people. I do love people. I think people are wonderful. Yeah. They're amazing creatures. I heard, I mean, you just told me before we went live here that you worked with um, special needs kids at one point. You were yes, a professor. You were a professor. You are a godson to an adorable little boy who you photograph all the time, who gets to hang yeah, out with say, you. Hi, if you're there, hi, Jesse. Go ahead. <laughs> hi, Jesse. I love your pictures. You're a fun dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just have a big open heart and I'm I'm so thrilled to I mean, I feel like I really when I was promoting this show and talking about it, you know, it's like he's such a mystery man, but when I talk to you, there's another dimension that's not that mysterious actually. You're you're sort of a a teddy bear, <laughs> I have to say. I'm very I'm very open. I'm an open person. So what you see is what you get, yeah. Mhm. Well, where does the hermit thing sure. come in? Because you do have you have a couple pictures that you've shared of yourself that look so much mm-hmm. like that archetypal hermit, and I believe oh, yeah. I've seen you even say that you relate to the hermit archetype. So, what I is do, that yeah. like? Her- hermit on the road. I live in a rolling cave. Yeah, I, mean, I live in a rolling cave. You know, I mean, when when I mean, I spend most of my time by myself, unless I go out mm-hmm. and meet strangers, which are not only strangers, just people you don't know. Uh, but most of the time I'm alone. So I do really do have a hermit existence in a lot of ways. Uh, and I meditate and I pray and I work on my pictures and I write in my journals and get online and do stuff. And that's what I do. And then when I'm around people, I'm, I'm around people 100%. You know? Yeah. If you're going to be in, that's, be all in in both ways. That's where that Zen thing comes through. Like the Zen Rolling Stone hermit. <laughs> On the road. Okay. The other take on the hermit pictures, you need to understand yes. the other take on the hermit pictures. Unabomber. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the other take. Yeah. 
there's other people who say, you look just like the Unabomber, man. Oh, I guess it's just what lens you're looking through it. I mean, I'm such a tarot nut. I can't look at it and not see, like, that's the hermit, like, you know. But the, oh, sure. the Unabomber yeah. was a hermit, though, so. That's true. That's right. He was a hermit. Yes. He was a hermit gone wrong. I know. That's sad. Yeah. Well, so you, do you read tarot? Do you? Ha- I feel like you, I've seen you have a co- package of cards, don't you? I have a pack of cards, uh, and I draw a card every day. I don't really read tarot. I just draw the card and look at it and think about it, and, which is reading tarot. But I don't look them up mm. and study them. Mm-hmm. You know, today's card was number two. I mean, it's a number two, and it's possibilities, and it's an eagle flying over the desert. Hmm. It's a beautiful card, and. I pulled that card this morning. I thought, well, I thought all these interesting things going on today. There's Joanna DeVoe's show, and there's a, somebody coming to install a starter, and some other things that I had going on. I thought, well, let's see what the cards say. Awesome possibilities. <laughs> I went, yep, that fits perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Well, let's. Um, I see the time is like ticking really fast, and I wanted to ask you about your actual RV because I know. I feel like this is the experience of everyone who hits the road in an RV. But there's like a lot of you just randomly come across different problems and things you have to fix frequently. Isn't that part of that journey? It's exactly like living in a house. If you own a home, you have to keep it fixing it because it, you know, entropy it falls down around you, mm-hmm. and the yard has to be maintained. Same thing with a motorhome. Uh, things have to be fixed. Uh, Think of your house rolling down the road at sixty-five or seventy miles an hour, bouncing. <laughs> yeah. You know, screws fall out. You got to put them. You got to go. Well, I wonder where this came from, and walk around till you find that spot and put it back in. Uh, and mechanical things break down. It's a vehicle, so it has mechanical yeah. breakdowns. Uh, but so far, the cost of living, including all those things, rent, everything except for the cost of the motorhome to begin with, has been less than living in my house per month. Oh, cool. And, and you get house, to see so much. Money. Yeah, I could change my yard anytime I want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> Don't like the numbers. I think I'll move. It's like a fool's journey for real because it's just such yeah. a. I just think it takes such a spirit of adventure and faith. You talked about faith and that Zen attitude you have and the love of people <laughs> to be able to do something like that because you have to trust other people. You, I mean, you might have to go to a mechanic in a town you've never been to before, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I did that this time. Yep. Yeah. Country, man, motorhomes. Went mm-hmm. there, the first one I went to, they seemed nice. They came out there, fixed it, and didn't charge me an arm and a leg. So I was happy with Perfect. the deal. Perfect. And, I, and you've yeah, also gotten to token. meet. So go ahead. Okay, you're talking about faith. When I started out, I said, I said to the universe, lead me to the right place. Mm. That's how I started the journey with it, to, to get it fixed. Lead me to the right place. And I just went with the feel of it. And yeah. it worked out. Such a good metaphor for life, just in general. I love too that you've gotten to meet some of your friends on lo- your online friends in person because of your, you know, yeah. home on the road. Isn't that neat? Oh yeah. Do you That's find that really people good. match what match who you think they are when you get to meet them in person? Well, that person is there. The person I think they are is there. There's just a whole bunch more there too. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you do. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know exactly. I know you know what I'm saying. But uh, John, uh, John drove from Oklahoma to Knoxville to meet with me and Christy and my daughter Star because uh, we had known him online. And wow. he's a wonderful and- person. He's a writer and an artist. And then uh, I met some people that I've met before, but I went to see them again in uh, Memphis. Wonderful people. They loaned me a car for a week to drive back to Alabama. Mm. And my Jeep broke down. And wow. these are amazing people, you know. That is so cool. Well, I hope to be one of those people one day. You will, you will. <laughs> okay, I'm you know, San Diego. <laughs> no, I'll still come there. <laughs> hey, I would drive down to San Diego. That's not too far. Hey, I've been around. to San Diego, and I've, I've actually stayed in San Diego for a month, and I've stayed in a, I lived in, in Marin for a while, five, six years, mm. in that area of the world. Oh, but, it's gorgeous. Uh, when I went through San Francisco on that first trip through, out through there, when I was just traveling in a, in a VW microbus, I did not stop in L.A. County. Mm. When I got to L.A. County, I looked around, and I went, I got no country boy from Alabama has no business getting off in this city that's as big as a county. I just can't go away. <laughs> it's crazy here. It's you it need crazy. a friend. Yep. You need a friend in LA if you're going to come to LA, <laughs> or I you think, will be lost for a right. year. That's right. Yeah, totally. Right. Well, thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you for coming and chatting with us today. I really, I love getting to talk to you. I hope everybody else enjoyed it too. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just out of time. We can't keep going on, okay. JR, thanks for, so I'll just for thank invi- you. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful holiday. Much love. Much Peace. love. Peace.